0: Hello, welcome to our first Friday at the Fab Lab. Uh, I'm Terry Willingham, the Executive Director for the Foundation for Community Driven Innovation. And I'm here with uh, James Huggins with Pasco County Agents for Change. And we're really excited with uh, our first Friday show this, uh, this month, um, it's in celebration of Black History Month and a lot of the work we've all been doing together. And we partnered with Pasco County Agents for Change a few times uh, to do some different things. And this is one of the most exciting things I think uh, that we've done. And uh, I'm gonna let James tell you a little bit about himself and uh, and our programs before we uh, uh, hand it off to our fantastic guests this evening. So thank you for for doing this, James. This is terrific.
1: No problem. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. Um, So I'm James Huggins. Um, I'm part of Pasco County Agents for Change. We intentionally foster institutional equity, diversity, diversity and inclusion by creating uh, educational opportunities, raising awareness and providing strategies and tools to bring to life the vision of inclusive excellence, both in schools and our community. This is one of the platforms um, working with community partners like Terry um, and AMROC to create uh, a platform um, to, to do this work. And I'm very happy to be here and I'm. Um, glad that um, all the participants have been happy to do this and um excited to start this off welcome everybody so i'd like to introduce police and dr silvia thomas from usf engineering thank you guys for being here, for
0: being here. thank no you no problem <laughs>
1: So um, I guess, uh, how do we want to start? Uh, Jaleese? do you have some questions for us uh, to get us going?
2: Um, so basically, how did you get into your line of work? Well, thank you
3: so much, Jalise, for having me and engaging me. And thank you, James and Terry, for this wonderful opportunity to present some of my life and my STEM story. So I just wanna share with you a little bit of where I come from and how I got into what I'm doing. So my STEM story. It was long ago in a small kingdom far away lived a little girl named Sylvia. Sylvia began her story growing up in Itabina, Mississippi, which is a population of about 3,000 an average household of about $29,000. I went on to elementary, middle school, high school, you know, and it's great to have mentors when you're going through school. So one of my mentors was Viola McDowell, who encouraged me to, you know, love math and and engage in math. Um, I also played basketball. I was a cheerleader. I was in the band, the beta club. Um, went on. And one of the pivotal things in in my life that I encountered was a pre-engineering program. So my junior year and senior year in high school, I actually attended a pre-engineering program at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. And so that opened my eyes to be curious about engineering and about science and all of the great things that can be done. So I went on and went back to high school in my senior year. I was encouraged even more by my physics teacher, Dr. Mr. Roach and my late father, Dr. Eddie Leo Wilson, who had a PhD in computer science and so he was very excited, right about my curiosity in engineering and science. And so I went off to college and I did study engineering. Uh, one of the things I, I like to brag about is my triple-double. So I have a, a triple-double for those of you who like basketball, and that is I have two sisters, two sons, and two brothers. And so my my STEM story continued on at Vanderbilt, where I majored in electrical engineering. I got a master's in electrical engineering as well. So after your bachelor's degree, you can get a what's called a master's degree in engineering, and then you can move on to even, um, you know, get a Ph.D. I had an opportunity to work for IBM. Um, I worked for um, P&G, Procter and Gamble, made Pringles potato chips. I worked for Kimberly Clark and made Huggies diapers and Kleenex tissue. So I had some hands-on experience with all of the the great things that engineers do. And then I went on to Howard University and got my Ph.D. in electrical engineering with the specialization in materials. And so that gave me an opportunity to experience the world. And also, I had a great chance that was put before me where I spoke at the United Nations. And in speaking at the United Nations, I was talking about young girls who are not afforded the opportunity to get an education in in some of our our international spaces because they actually have to provide um, water for the family for washing and cleaning and cooking. Well, that was back in the day. So we have evolved and we've, done some things um, in terms of water systems and, and being able to bring water to the villages. And so the young girls now do have an opportunity to receive an education and move forward. But when I spoke at the United Nations, that's what I talked about, and I was dedicated to trying to make a difference in the lives of people around the world. So I came to the University of South Florida and have had some great opportunities in becoming a part of some great organizations and becoming a fellow and a senior member in great organizations, um, doing some outreach with Girl Scouts, um, Vanellas County, um, National Girls Collaborative, um, doing some outreach with various high schools and elementary schools, middle schools in the area. And I invite them to come to my lab to look at some of the things that we're engaged in to encourage them to explore all of the different things that they can do as engineers. And so part of what we do is create new things, new innovations, and, and build new things that they, we can classify as patents. So we can own our own products, own the things that that we're developing. And so one of the things that I do is to help people have better lives. And how do we do that? One of the patents that we have is an actual self-powered device where we can take, if if you think about hydroelectricity, there's this huge turbine. That works with hydroelectricity where the water turns the turbine. Well, we had the idea to actually shrink that turbine down to something as small as even smaller than a penny or a dime that can be implanted in your body. And we can use either airflow or liquid flow fluid flow that's in your body to turn that turbine and we turn that mechanical energy into electrical energy. So that in itself can power defibrillators, pacemakers, other implantable devices where individuals don't have to wear the big power packs on their side. So that, that's a great inspiration to us in terms of, of helping people across the world In addition to that, we look at the water crisis and how not clean water, right, not having clean water can lead to health issues. And so what we did to combat that was we looked at uh, collaborative work with Dr. Norma Alcantar in chemical and biomedical engineering and looking at cactus mucid, mucilage, where we take the gooey stuff out of cactus and we combine that with a polymer and we actually make different filters. Those filters can actually filter um, different bacteria out of the water, E. coli, um, it can actually. Um, filter out other substances that can make the water um toxic or not good to drink. So we do some water filtration to help, again, clean the water for healthy Americans and globally, right, impact people. In addition to that, um, one of the other patent series that we have is looking at how we can help people with diabetes. And how we can do that is to help them actually measure their glucose levels or how, in fact, their sugar level changes by developing these glucose sensing technologies. And so we've been really, I guess, fortunate to to be able to do this work and to be able to help people and and grow the things that we're doing. One of the other uh, fun, the fun part of, you know, being in engineering and STEM and, and having the opportunity to do this work is that I had an opportunity to travel to a lot of different places, Japan, Mexico, Puerto Rico, Singapore, Portugal, A few of my favorite places, um, South Korea, right, where um, I learned and and got a chance to have some subak, which is watermelon in Korean. Um, Visited Italy. I love lasagna and I love Italian food. So that was another favorite trip. And also South Africa. I was able to um, visit there and the richness of the country and to sit and talk with young girls um, in South Africa and, and encourage them to actually pursue engineering and science was just beautiful. And so I, I really enjoyed that. And so, you know, this has been my my STEM story and my journey. And I, I hope that, you know, some of what I said can encourage others to pursue this. So thank you. Um, that's my, again, my STEM story. Um, I'm here at the University of South Florida and I lead the Advanced Membrane Materials Bio and Integration Research Lab. And I do have a, a few props I can, you know, show everyone and, and we can demonstrate and, and Jalise, you and I can can have some interactive conversation.
2: <laughs> well, your story is very much interesting. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you um so I have a question for you. Yes, so what were some of the big so what were some of the biggest challenges that you've faced so far in your career?
3: Some of the biggest challenges um, I would say
2: you
3: know continuing to be motivated with um with all of with the challenges that I face not only as a woman but also as an african American and so um one of the challenges is of course having to manage as a mother, a daughter, a wife, right, an engineer, a uh, scientist, having to balance and and try and keep all of those things at a level where they are successful or I, I feel good about um, how I'm contributing at all of those levels. In addition to that, um, you know, growing up and, and trying and coming from a small town, um, you know, sometimes you you feel isolated or sometimes you feel like you may be the only one, right? Um, and so you you have that challenge of thinking, "Oh my goodness, you know i'm 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 not cut out for this i I you know i'm I wasn't prepared for this, and um i can't I can't do it. And so sometimes you internally, you have challenges that that you' you know you can overcome i I would say. Um, and when I say that, I mean don't doubt yourself. Um, even though those feelings creep up sometime and you have that doubt, know that you have the tenacity, you have the intellect, you have the um, you know the, the foresight, the insight to actually pursue your dreams and to do the things that you want to do. And I'm living proof that you can. Right. Even though I had those doubts and I had those challenges that, you know, came up in my mind when I was at Vanderbilt trying to do engineering and, you know, trying to to make the grades and and do my very best. I was able to survive those challenges. And, you know, I just want to encourage young, young people that have those doubts. That they can make it and you can be focused and you can, you know, I, I tell everybody, have plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D, and you can you know plan out different things because you're gonna you're gonna be challenged and you can
2: meet the challenge. So, what kept you going? or what or who kept you going? Exactly.
3: Who, uh, so they're different phases, right? Uh, who kept me going? So um, initially, again, I, I talked about my father, who was my biggest fan. Um, I lost him when I was a sophomore in college. And, um, you know, that was that was a challenge too, right? And so uh, my mom has really been um, in my corner and, and been pushing me and my brothers and sisters, right? And so they kept me going. And then when I had my children, I wanted to be an example and inspiration to them. In addition to that, I I wanted to again be, I wouldn't necessarily say a role model, but I, I wanted to have a position where I could encourage young people to pursue their dreams. And so that's one of the things that continues to motivate me continues to um you know it, it makes me push myself even further because I know if I can do it and be an example then there is someone who's looking at me who can who will say if she did it then I can do it too. So that's one of the things that that keeps me going and then you know the research that we're doing here uh, one of the things that, that keeps me going is the the things that we can discover and all of the excitement that we can do with, with um, the materials that we work with. So if you don't mind, I, I'd like to just show you um, a couple of the things that we do.
2: I'd love to okay? see it. <laughs> okay, fantastic.
3: So... Um, as I was talking about the cactus mucilage work and how we produce the membranes for water filtration, um, we can begin with a solvent. So this is um, delaminine, which is actually from an orange peel, and you actually extract the solvent from the orange peel well in order to make the polymer solution that we mix with the cactus mucilage we can take something as simple as popcorn packing popcorn right and you can put that into the d and as you can see it begins to melt and it's dissolving So the the polystyrene is actually dissolving into the delaminate. And so what happens is that once we dissolve that solution, we can do what's called an electrospinning process. And that electrospinning process allows us to create what we call fibers. And so you can see here that I can actually make fibers with that solution. And ultimately, after we have created a membrane, a thick membrane of these fibers, then we will have a membrane that we can use as a filter. So depending on what we use to make the filter, then that will determine what we can actually filter out of the water. So that's one of the the projects, the, the cool things that, that we're doing and involved in here at the Ambria Lab at the University of South Florida. And I know I talked a little bit about the, uh, the implantable turbine. And so we had a series of things that we did with the implantable turbine. And so we have our... our our gadget board here with our with our turbines so our our series where we actually went from the huge turbine right and then we actually came to something that's even smaller than this that we can implant into the body and actually again airflow or fluid flow in your body can turn this turbine and go from mechanical energy to electrical energy to power pacemakers, defibrillators. And so we're excited about um, that work. We have patents on on both of, of these technologies. And so you can be creative, right? The world is your oyster. You if you can dream it, then you can make it. And, and that's what science, technology, engineering, math, and even integrating the arts into it makes a huge difference with how society addresses our challenges and our problems together.
2: That is awesome. I'm making that in that home project. <laughs> right, I yes. got some popcorn in my pantry, I'm ready. <laughs>
3: Right, we can go on tour with our show. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can take my gloves off now.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, so um, what message can you share with others pursuing a career or academic path um, where they may not be many other people who like them?
3: What can I share with them? I would share with them that you have a great opportunity to learn from others who are not like you, right? Right. That being said, the the diversity and richness of learning from others who do not look like you is very important in our growth and in addressing the things as people we love, right? Uh, addressing how we can help one another um, comes from understanding another culture's plight or another person's disadvantages. And in understanding that we as creators and developers and innovators can try and help them. And so that that would be one thing that I I would, encourage and promote um, and, and understand. Yes, as I talked about earlier, there are gonna be some challenges. There may be even barriers. There may be even, you know, things that you don't understand that you will will come across, especially when you're pursuing STEM, right? Science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm-hmm. Um, and being, being able to ask questions, um, having mentors, So, you know, and a mentor, of course, is someone who's going to tell you about their experiences, someone who's gonna encourage you, someone who's going to um, provide access to a particular network to to help you say, get into a summer um, engineering program, to write letters of recommendation for you. Um, to encourage you to pursue a certain career and you know and some and to be honest with you and let you know that you know when when you're not doing the things that you need to be doing. and so there are a lot of life lessons that I've learned along the way um, and probably to write them up and, and share it. Uh, but they're, again i i would definitely encourage them because the numbers are few right um in terms of african americans in terms of women in terms of latinos and and underrepresented minorities in the stem fields and so you may be right you may be one of of two or three sitting in a classroom of say 30 people Um, But that is not to take away from what you can offer, um, what you can interject into the class. You know, back in in when I was in high school, of course, they say, you know, you want to sit on the front row and you want to be, you know, front and center and taking notes and answering all the questions. So, I mean, I took that to heart, right? And, and. So that's what I I did and um and and moved
0: forward.
2: Well so most first interior. of all, I have to say this. That was an amazing answer. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so we have uh, I think we have a question <laughs> from from Facebook.
2: From Erica Dossi. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully I pronounced that right. <laughs>
0: Yes,
3: I, th- I think you did. <laughs> Erica is, I, I'd like to say Erica is, hopefully I can claim Erica as one of my mentees. Um, and Erica wants to know, what do you look forward to the most each day in your career? I look forward to making an impact and making a change. And when I say that, it doesn't have to be a huge change or a huge impact. It may be something as simple as you know, having an interview with Jalees. and and knowing that I can, and hopefully, you know, encourage her with her artwork, the beautiful artwork that's behind her, encourage her and, and make a difference. And so that's what I look forward to every day, making some type of impact, some type of difference, even if it's in my personal life, uh, my professional life, uh, with my family, my friends, or you know new mentees, hopefully, um, you know, current mentees, and it it can be very small. um you know i I take joy in in the little things um because I know all of those little things build up into the the big you know experiences and the and the big joys. Um, and you know, life can be like a roller coaster ride, right? where we have highs and lows and i really enjoy the good times right when things are good i'm enjoying it i'm you know i'm embracing it but there are going to be some challenges and some low times that that we have to push through right um and you have to understand that those times are inevitable for everyone and so again um, I, I just look forward to the little things and making an impact and making a difference in in every day.
2: So, what what exactly do you think would be important traits or interests for someone who's trying to be in this line of business?
3: Interest. Um, so, find out what you're passionate about. Right. If if you're passionate about robotics or if you're passionate about helping people, if you're passionate about sports, okay? I like to say that, and I'm I'm a little biased, right? But I like to say that engineering is the doorway to any career opportunity that you wanna have. You can um, go through an engineering curriculum and your mindset becomes very you you know becomes a little different in terms of your thought process and your thinking, right? You do become analytical. you you know you have a certain focus, you know data is the big thing now, data analytics and and using data for everything. Um, but that mindset prepares you not only for graduate school, but it'll prepare you for law school, for medical school, because you'll have a certain mindset that is strategic for, for those career paths. And, and so I say first, find out what you're passionate about. And then if there is some synergy or linkage between engineering and the sciences, then you know, find that linkage. linkage. And then get involved as early as possible, like with AMROC, right, and and VEX and the different robotic competitions, and get involved and do some hands-on activities, Um, go to a, a summer program like I did, even in middle school. Um, I'm on the board of Black Girls Code. And so even in middle school, they're they're teaching girls how to code, right? How to become entrepreneurs, how to write their own um, games, you know, develop their own games. And so there are great opportunities that are out there. So I say, find your passion, get involved early, you know, marry it to engineering science, some of the, something in STEM, um and pursue that that career knowing that it's going to be a roller coaster ride but you'll enjoy it.
2: So, what's your favorite part about the job? What's the most fun part? <laughs>
3: my So, I'm an associate professor in the Department of Electrical Engineering at the University of South Florida, and I have to say the most fun part of my job, the most enjoyable part of my job is interacting with my students. I, I learn a lot from them. Um, you know, we experience life together, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? When I don't get a grant funded, <laughs> I cry <laughs> on their shoulders. Or, you know, when we have a new discovery or a new patent that we wanna file, you know, we, we enjoy that together. Uh, So I really enjoy the students, and I enjoy helping them become successful. Um, I, I pride myself on, you know, when my students are successful, I'm successful. And so I really get a lot of joy out of that.
2: So what's the best course of study if someone is interested in a similar career path?
3: course of study, course of study. So definitely, you know, they talk about, you have to be good in math and you have to, you know, know your, your science and everything. I, so if you do have a STEM program at your school, then I would definitely go and talk to the STEM, you know, director at the school and, and they can, Can help you in terms of the different courses that you may need. There also, again, it even starts in elementary school now, um, where you can be engaged with things virtually and online, right, to pique your interest and to see if, if it's something that you're interested in. And so as you're going through elementary school, again, you're just piquing interest, trying to get students engaged, right? To see what they may like. Then when you get to middle school, you become a little bit more focused, right? Um, in terms of the math and, and the science and, and, and what's possible. And then when you get to high school, you begin to encounter the higher level math courses. And so you, You want to be involved and you want to get with the study groups, right? So when you go into your Algebra 1, your Algebra 2, you may even start with college, right? Algebra in eighth grade, not college algebra, college math, right? In eighth grade and then move through um, those math curriculums as well as the science curriculums. And so I know that there is um, the advanced placement classes. You have your IB classes. And so one of the great things that I want to emphasize is that in addition to the coursework, I highly encourage students to get involved again with some hands-on activity because what that does is it reinforces what you're learning in the classroom and so when you can apply what you're learning it it makes it easier to grasp and to see okay well that algebra you know equation that i'm working with in, in class is applicable to understanding um you know the trajectory of of this rocket or you know so you can apply what you're learning and so that, again, strengthens the learning. And then the the pinnacle, right? The top is when you, as a student, can begin to teach others what you have learned. So I know that was a long (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: passage. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are the um, statistics? on black and minority professions um, in your field?
3: Wow. So if we look at the the overall terrain, we know that the numbers are very low in terms of underrepresented minorities that are in science and engineering. So there has been considered effort Um, For years to encourage underrepresented minorities to pursue STEM degrees, and so if we look at the statistics, you know, you may have maybe 10, 8 percent African American, um, you know, maybe 12 percent Latino that are pursuing these STEM degrees, receiving these STEM degrees, and and these numbers are you know rounded numbers. And so we want to increase those numbers and those percentages of underrepresented minorities that are pursuing STEM degrees. Even when you look at the number of females or women that are pursuing STEM degrees, we wanna encourage more women, right, to pursue the STEM degrees. And again, what happens is when you increase the diversity of thought in STEM, then you can actually, as I said earlier, that diversity of thought will help us address these global challenges that we're experiencing because you have people from different walks of life that bring their experiences to the solutions. And that can only help us. And so that's why we continue to have uh, particular efforts that I'm, I'm working with to increase the numbers of underrepresented minorities that are in STEM.
2: Okay. Well, um, that's pretty much all the questions I have. So, (laughs) I guess. Okay,
3: well, I have a a question for you. So, what did you think about this evening? And what are some of your aspirations? What are you looking to accomplish?
2: So, I... Honestly, I don't really know yet what I want to be when I grow up, what my aspirations are, but I do really love robotics. <laughs> I'm on okay. three different teams at Amrock. Um, I love doing art. I love doing a whole lot of different stuff all over the place. So I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily pinpointed what career I want to have in the future, But I kind of have some lined up to where, kind of what I want to be in, seeing if it's obtainable. Okay. And I had a pretty good time this evening. (laughs) It's very fun. I'm glad. I'm glad, and that's
0: awesome that
2: you're engaging early, because
0: you're only 12, right?
2: Yeah, I'm
3: only 12 yeah see fantastic job tonight so thank you so much um but you know you're you're thinking ahead you're thinking about the possibilities and at this age that's what you should be doing right dreaming of all the possibilities and and getting involved and understanding you know what what you can do so i applaud you thank yeah you're doing a great job
2: Well, my mom and dad, um, they always tell me and my brothers, they say we should strive for the kind of like strive for the obtainable and strive for what we know we can like really do and what we're good at and use that as a weapon to Mm kind of, you know, make a change in the world. Even just a little, a little, a whole lot of little changes can make one huge change over time. So okay. they kind of like implanted that into my brain since I was little, little. And so I kinda like started planning it oh, out. Mom since and dad. Oh mom and dad. That's
3: right. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I'm sure they are really proud of you and you're gonna encourage some of your peers to to move, you know, in, in different directions too, and hopefully. You know, and if anyone, you know, wants to reach out to me, they can. Um, I I think Amrock knows how to reach me. You know how to reach me, yes. And um, you can email me at sylvia at usf.edu. And I'd love to engage and and talk a little bit more about the possibility. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I will make sure to get your email and ask more questions. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. I am muted. I am not muted now. Muted. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, that was absolutely wonderful to listen to and 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 watch. Uh, Jalise, you're you wonderful hostess, and we're really glad to have you. And we look forward to having you do more of uh, all the colors uh, interviews. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. it. Your your mom and dad are absolutely right. I'm big fans of theirs too. And uh, you know, I think this has been a great conversation. I I, I appreciate it all. Um, You know, Dr. Thomas, I had a couple more questions for you as well. I think this has been a terrific conversation. Um, And one of the things that um, I think is always really important is getting people on board who are professionals like yourself who are willing to share these stories and mentor. And that is a constant challenge um, for, you know, folks like myself who run youth programs, um, and we want to bring more mentors in. We want to bring more professionals in to to work with the children, um, to work with people of all ages so that they can see different people in different fields. How do we connect with more professionals to bring them into working with youth programs or to help them see the importance of working with youth programs? Because we come back to what the whole point of All the Colors is, is, you know, you can't be what you can't see. Right. Um, right. And, and we want people to be able to, to see all the possibilities and see what they can be. So what would your recommendation be there?
3: My recommendation would be to cast the net very wide. Um, there are several of us that are are in this to, in fact, encourage you know young people to pursue these careers, and so I can make recommendations, right, and and refer some people that I know would engage you. Um, there are an entire community of of engineers and. Um, scientists that would love to be part of this and to share their stories. So again, let's cast the net wide. Um, I can open up and refer, you know, some some people, my network, others who are watching, right, can refer. And so I encourage those who are watching and listening um, to recommend people that they want to see come and tell their stories, and so it it will be a, a great thing. You have I'm hooked now, so I'll, I'll be looking to to see and hear some of those great stories, especially you know doing this particular time, Black History Month. I I really appreciate you all, you know, featuring me on this first Friday
0: and in, in February of 2021. <laughs> right, 2021. Oh yeah, how that yeah. happened. Uh, but yeah, any any other thing is how do we how what would you tell to, uh, tell other professionals about why it's important to step up and and be a model for for others and to get involved in schools and youth programs and things like that? What, what, how would you message that to other professionals? Well, I'll use that
3: old cliche, right? If we don't, who will? And so as we have lived our professional career or living our professional careers, we should want to be an example and and want to reach out and help those who are aspiring to be like us or or those who, in in some instances, as you said, Terry, um, don't see faces like mine or engage with people such as myself and so we should want to be an inspiration to them. And again, as I said, if we don't, who will?
0: That that is. Uh, we're going to end on that because that that's that is uh, that might become our new tagline. I uh, thank James for for all the colors. Um, you know that that's that really that really says a lot. And I hope others will will hear that call and and step up. And and we'll definitely do more of these interviews. Uh, we now have a link on the AMROC. Uh, website bay.com and uh we have an all the colors page and you can go there and there's actually a a form where people can sign up to be presenters and speakers um for future episodes so send them our way and if you're watching and you want to inspire others um you know go to the website and and check out that link and, and take part i think uh uh, you know, you've set the bar high, Dr. Thomas. I think this is terrific. And uh, thank you again so much. And thank you, Jaleese. Uh, whatever you become, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm glad you're part of Team Duct Tape. She'll be here tomorrow with Team Duct Tape and they'll be competing in, I think you will, uh, they'll be competing in their uh, third meet for First Tech Challenge. And uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, again, thank you both so much. Uh, And thank everyone who watched and and, uh, tuned in. The video will be available where people can continue to access it. I'll make sure you have a link uh, and you can share it around and and we'll keep the message going. And uh, great first Friday at the Fab Lab, great kickoff to Black History Month and great start to our All the Colors series. So thank you.
3: Awesome. All
0: right. Thank you all for watching and we'll see you back for our first Friday in March. Um, and we'll have more All the Colors series for people to look forward to.